The markets had another messy day today. It seems like it never ends. A sea of red. Well, here we are going to talk about what has happened. I'm going to give you the updates that you need to know. This is the SPY, the S&P 500, and you can see how it moved throughout the day. There was some important information that I needed to release to you. And obviously, first and foremost, inflation barreled ahead at 8.3% in April from a year ago, remaining near 40-year highs. So we can see what has been happening. And this is, of course, not good for the average person because they have to pay more for just about everything. The you know, understanding was that it was going to come down, inflation was going to fall, and this would mark the end of rising inflation. It would slowly, slowly decline and basically would go to what would be considered a new normal. Well, that didn't exactly happen, although it did go, you know, it's certainly up. Um, the expectation was that it would be down further. As a result, markets didn't like it. Why? Because the Federal Reserve will still have to increase interest rates considerably this year. Okay, that's the story. U.S. inflation slowed last month for the first time since August. See, it depends how you present the information. Here on CNN, they're saying that, hey, it's good, right? first time since August that it's slowed down. It's important to just remove food and energy from the equation, and you can get it to do anything you want. Fed's Bostic backs moving more on rates if inflation persists. And this is important, of course, because we have seen the 50 basis points coming out now. People had said, no, 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 not going to happen. Just like they said, 25 basis points initially wouldn't happen, but here we are. Okay, so looking at this right now, I think it's important to see what the Fed is doing, their actions that they're taking. And look, right now, we have to look at all of the forward guidance. It isn't an accident that we see information from these different Fed presidents and governors and so on. They are releasing information into the public purposely to see how that flows through the markets. Their words are very important. Repeats that he backs half a point hikes until neutral rate is reached. Now, what is neutral? That's arguable for so many, but this is where we are at. BlackRock's $100 million London trader turns bearish amid record losses. Well, I am noticing something right now at this time. It's that basically everybody is bearish. Everybody. And it, we don't get that too often. And it seems rather impossible. Isn't it funny that normally you have a bull and you have a bear, you have a seller, you have a buyer, and these are always intermingling. What I'm noticing here is that essentially everybody is bearish, even the retail investors. However, the retail investors have gone in to buy up because we have achieved the levels that we had at the bottom of the, you know, back in 2020. And March 2020, these are the four broad indexes. We could look at just for example, Tesla. The stock is down to 734. Some were saying you gotta buy the dip, buy the dip. Let me tell you, on a purely indicator basis, if I'm just looking at the technical indicators and ignoring everything else, things have been really sold off. Okay, we can look at any number of stocks. Take this. I mean, my goodness. This is Alibaba. 
This is kind of a proxy for Chinese tech stocks in a way. A lot of people like that. I mean, you could go to so many, but just take the SPY. Okay, this is the broad index, the S&P 500. We are now at the levels from February of 2021. Can you believe that? I mean, really, can you believe that? It has fallen so far, so fast. But historically, we need to understand what has happened. If you look at what goes on during periods of turmoil in stocks, it generally leads to layoffs if the company foresees that this will be something over the next several months, over the next several years. If there's going to be a recession, a company wants to lay people off. And that, of course, is all about forecasting. Now, usually what occurs in the biggest of establishments is that there's one swipe through. That first swipe is, you know, get rid of the, you know, the laggers, the low performers. The next round is the people who are making too much money for the position that they are in so that they can get another replacement. So maybe it evens out in terms of the amount of people that are employed. However, they get somebody into the job that makes a lot less money, perhaps somebody new. A wave of layoffs is sweeping the U.S. here of the firms that have announced cuts so far from Carvana to Wells Fargo. Here we have it. This is in 2022. Just some of the examples. I mean, you've seen it before. I've covered many before, like Peloton, Netflix. Carvana, Reef, okay, go through, go puff. I mean, they just go on and on. Better, 4,000 people. You remember that one? This is the guy who uh, fired people on the on the Zoom call. That kind of got some attention. Noom, Peloton, Thrasio. I was surprised about this one. Thrasio is a company that goes around and buys Amazon companies. They're one of many. Uh, well over a billion dollars this company is worth and uh, they had to get rid of people suggesting that because they brought they're buying up too many companies they simply can't keep up so i don't know what that means internally but anyway now here we have this shockwaves from the stock market's declines are spreading into junk bonds. And the reason I mention this is because there is always going to be a cascading or domino event, a domino effect. It happens all the time. But you have to look at it in, you know, where it is in that particular cycle because you don't necessarily know okay inflation rates are going to increase and then this is going to be the next thing and that's going to be the next you you can't necessarily predict each and every step but we do know that there is going to be this knock on effect there's going to be problems and right now we are seeing that sending prices tumbling and forcing some companies to cancel new deals this is just showing you that the sell off has punished companies with below investment grade credit ratings and poor reported earnings. It's also making it harder for more and more expensive for some to raise new debt for capital investments, acquisitions, and refinancing. And that could be part of what I just talked about a moment ago for Thrasio and other companies like it, that they take on debt and then they buy up companies using that debt and then they get the cash flow from it pay back their debt, and so on. But now if it's more expensive, they could have some trouble. Here's another company 
that's having some trouble. That's Coinbase. Coinbase earnings were bad. Worse still, the crypto exchange is now warning that bankruptcy could wipe out user funds. Now that sounds a lot like a bail-in. For those who are not aware of a bail-in, I have a playlist on my YouTube channel, which you can check out, that goes into it in depth. I talked about that in my books. But essentially what we're seeing with a bail-in is that, you know, you, you got a, a bank, financial establishment, they go in, they dip their hands in, and they take from the, you know, depositors. And that happened in Cyprus. We saw that before. It could happen in different ways. Um, even, you know, there was a different scenario, but MF Global was another one. I, I interviewed Gerald Salente and I asked him about that. Um, that sounds like a crypto bail-in. Okay? I don't know what's going on internally, but I'm simply bringing it to you. Now, is this impossible to see what we are looking at today, to have a repeat despite all of the injection of capital that we saw from the fiscal side, from the government? Remember all the stimulus? Remember the trillions upon trillions of dollars? Is it possible that you have all the quantitative easing that we've had and still we can run through the same cycle? S&P 500 forward returns after five down weeks in a row. So think about this. Five weeks in a row, it's been red. Historically, what happens? And this just basically shows you, I'll bring out the highlighter. One week, all the way to 52-week forward return. And then we got the average, median, and percentage of time up. So if you look at it on, let's say, you know, four-week forward return, so over the next month, 47.5%. 52-week forward return, it's 57.5%. Now, generally, particularly when you have money printing and easy monetary policy, you're going to have markets coming up. But what happens when they pull that away? Well, that is the challenge. The most important chart, the only thing that you really need to know is the U.S. real average weekly earnings. And it's down month after month after month after month after month. All the way from 2021 up until the present, we are watching real, I'm talking about real earnings. So your wage cannot keep up with inflation or at least, you know, the, the average, okay? That's a problem. And that's why Australia's housing market faces its biggest test in 30 years. This goes for the US, it goes for Canada, anywhere else. Property prices are expected to fall, building slow on rate rise. If you are going to have interest rates increase, that means mortgage rates are going to increase, and that means less people can afford it. Same situation here. Phoenix, Atlanta, once again, top inflation ranks of the major cities. You had prices that were significantly lower compared to, let's say, you know, areas in California, San Francisco, or what have you. People move out. They go to different places. They're also looking for work. The Sunbelt cities are going to do a lot better. And what can you do as a response to all this inflation? That's right. You can live in a tiny box. You can get rid of all your possessions. You will own nothing and you will be happy. Amid Bay Area housing crisis, tiny bunk bed pods offered for $800 a month. And I do believe that people are getting into this. I mean, think about this for a second. 
would you live in this tiny bunk bed for a period of time? Some people say that, you know, they're, they're in there just to sleep. They go out. Other people say, I'm only in here when I need to be because I'm always on the road. What have you? You know, they don't have any possessions, this and that. People say it's only temporary. And then they like the community aspect, meeting new people and so on. There's different reasons for this. And I'm not knocking anybody for what they do and their personal choices. You got to understand, I just present data. But when we look at this, it tells me that we have something seriously, fundamentally wrong when people cannot afford basic living expenses. Food, shelter, these two things, and I guess energy, heating, or whatever, should be reasonably affordable for the average person. That is not the case today. 1970s, as crazy as it was, people found it more affordable. Why is that the case? When we disconnected from the gold standard, when we allowed unlimited money printing, when we saw all of this nonsense take off, we entered into something that is basically akin to driving ourselves off a cliff or driving directly into a brick wall. We knew it was going to happen. We knew how painful it's going to be, but we did it Anyway, could it be that things change? I'm not so sure. Look, if you want to check out more information in the How To and Solutions playlist, I've got so much stuff. Okay, you definitely got to check that out. Have you given this video a thumbs up yet? I'm doing a thumbs up behind the, behind the microphone right now. Hope you will too. I give you a thumbs up. If you could give me a thumbs up, that's cool. If you want to join the perpetual 282,000 subscribers at a standstill, and I want you to be one of those, hit that subscribe button too. I'll see you on the next one. Take care.